Welcome to the Street News Network, ladies and gentlemen. This is Tony. Yeah, yeah. Listen, don't complain about my name. My mama gave it to me. It's not my fault. But welcome to the show. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Politics is in the way and a whole bunch more. So get all your friends together. Get your giggle together. Everything is about to jump off on the Street News Network. Going back down to El Paso, Texas, the one place where he had just he just insists on lying about. He talked about how El Paso had so much crime, just was crime ridden. And until they built that little five or six, you know, miles of wall in El Paso, Texas. Uh, and then here you have the, the mayor of El Paso come out and go like, uh, no, we didn't have the crime that this dude is talking about. Now we're talking about a Republican mayor comes out and lets everyone know that, no, I don't know what town he's talking about, but El Paso didn't have the kind of crime that he's talking about. In fact, uh, for the better part of 2003 to 2007, 2002, to 2007, um, they had the lowest crime rate that they could imagine. They were not a crime-ridden city, so you didn't have, it wasn't so much that there was you know, a lot of crime going on, but you didn't have a lot of people coming across the border committing a lot of crime like, like Crybaby is accusing. Now, here's the strange thing, that the wall, the little piece of wall that's in El Paso, that didn't get built until 2008. And guess what? In 2008 and forward is when you had more crime in El Paso. And it wasn't crime that was just related to people coming across the border. It was just people in El Paso just kicking it up and, you know, just going crazy with themselves. So it's it's kind of strange. But Big Baby had to go down to El Paso to, and and uh, take a look for himself and, and, you know, try to get some more lies together. Get some more lies together. And and strangely enough, as you probably already heard, during the 2016 election, um, this is an area that Big Baby lost. He lost that to Hillary Clinton. And so everybody's wondering, like, well, what in the world are you going to El Paso for? That's not your town. So here's the thing. Um, you He went down to for another rally and photo op just to say, you know, I got the city now. I may not have won it in 16, but I got it now. And look at the size of my crowd. Well, you know, you can make a room of five people look like a humongous crowd if you angle it right. If you got a good camera angle, yeah. If you got curtains that's blocking off most of the arena and you got everybody packed in like sardines, and you got a good camera angle, yeah, you can make it look like you got millions when you don't have but a hundred, couple hundred, you know, maybe one or two hundred. And um, 
it's just amazing that, you know, this guy is so lost on himself, so lost on himself. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's laughable. So let's just move away from big baby because he needs a break. He needs us to stop talking about him for a little while. And, uh, there's a new, (laughs) a new jumper into the democratic arena going for president. And, uh, Amy Klobuchar has jumped in and she came out in the snow. Now, you know, this is, (laughs) this is a woman who, uh, ran against all odds to get her seat in the Senate and won. And it's great that she got in. It really is. She's a Democrat. It's good that she got in against all of the odds that were against her. She worked really hard to get her seat. Um, she has been there for a while. Now, one of the things about her that's kind of troubling is she has a tendency. She is one of the weaker Democrats. She's easy to sway to the other side. Now, she doesn't always vote 100% Republican, but she votes more so with them. It's easier. She's one of the first ones that the Republicans go to when they're looking for somebody to back their agenda. She will jump into the foray with them and go like, okay, I'm with you. I got that. I'm not going back to Dems. I'm going back to Reeb, the Repubs. And so, you know, now she wants to jump into the, into the race against Trump in the uh, 20 election, in, in the 2020 election. And that's on the theory that Trump will run. Now, here's my money. More and more, he's, he, this dude has been in now two years, okay? This is, he's rolling up on his third year. More and more of his base is slipping away from him because his weakness is becoming apparent. And yeah, you know, I said we we're gonna get off him for a second, but I, you know, Amy brought it back for me. So um, more and more of his base is getting away from him because they're starting to say, you know what, you know, okay, few a few half truths is one thing, a few misunderstandings are another thing, but this dude's a flat out liar, and this dude ain't doing any work, you know. He's spending too much executive time on the phone tweeting and, you know, just saying stupid stuff. And he has not turned out to be the president that they expected him to be. And, you know, surprise, but don't worry about it. He is who he is. So, but Amy came out in the snow, in a snowstorm, not just because it had snowed and now the snow is out. No, it was still snowing. It had been forecasted that it was going to snow. And, I mean, if that's what you want to do, you want to come out and snow, you do. And she had a few followers to come out because they were, you know, good believers. They believed in her. They believed, you know, that she's a a good person and they wanted to support her. And and that's all fine, well, and wonderful. But I'm just thinking, if you really care about the people that, that support you, why wouldn't you want to put them in the best possible place? Why would you bring them out in the snow? I mean, you knew the forecast. Are you telling me that you didn't have the clout that would get you a facility that you could meet in, a gymnasium, a school gymnasium or something that, you know, they could have been inside in the warmth, not out in the cold, not out in the snow while you launch your your, your uh, campaign 
I'm just thinking that was to me, that was a bad decision. That was a bad decision. And that coupled with any of the decisions that you've made to side up with the Republicans, that's not a good decision. That kind of reminds me of another uh, person who was supposed to be a Democrat but chose not to be a Democrat. And his name was Joe Lieberman. Joe Lieberman used to be a Democrat, and he ran on the Democratic ticket and was a, you know, he was a senator for, you know, um, a Democratic senator who constantly voted Republican. He was the other weak link in the in the Democratic chain. They could always count on Joe Lieberman to push that vote one more over just for them. And things got so bad in his last campaign that the Democrats decided, well, Joe, since you're going to run Republican, why don't you just go Republican and we're going to go with somebody else? And so the Democrats picked another candidate to run as their representative. Well, Joe, not wanting to be outdone and not wanting to miss that last paycheck, decided, hmm, you're not going to get rid of me like that and ran across the street and put himself in as a liberal, a member of the Libertarian Party. You know, and <laughs> it's just just such a crazy thing that that, you know, he wanted to be in so bad that he was willing to switch parties. Now, he didn't dare go up against the Republican incumbent, although he voted Republican or voted Republican most of the time. But Joe is so bad that the Republicans said, you know, we'll take your vote, but we don't want you. So, you know, you can vote with us, but you can't be with us. Kind of crazy, isn't it? But fortunately, Joe's called it. He, he's hung up his, his, uh, his, his time, and so we're glad. So now we got new arguments going on. All of the stuff that's going on in Virginia. Wow. It's just getting crazy. The governor of Virginia came out and told folks, well, somebody, somebody leaked a picture of him uh, in his um, uh, college yearbook of him being in blackface. So he came out and admitted that it was him. And then a few hours later, a day or so later, he decided to come back and go like, mm, maybe that's not me. So what it was was a person dressed up in blackface standing next to a person dressed up like a clan you know the Ku Klux crazy clan and so it was a negative picture and somebody put it out there you know Republicans may have put it out there because they're trying to get something going somebody put it out there so he stepped up and said yep that was me and then turned around a day later and said mm, no that wasn't me and then came back again and said, well, for that particular event, I did dress up like Michael Jackson and I did dress up in blackface. Okay, so here's my thinking on this. My thinking is when you first said it was you and you went back and looked at the picture and you knew that you had dressed up, you in your mind, you dressed up like Michael Jackson in blackface first. Michael was never that black even before his skin got bleached. OK, but we could have got you could have gotten away with that one if you'd have just stuck with it to. Yep. I dressed up like Michael Jackson at that particular costume party. And I don't know who the dude is next to me in the Klan picture, but it happened. It snapped before I had a chance to realize, you know, that he was there and let it go at that and then ride that horse until the legs fall off. 
Okay, but that going back and forth saying it was me. No, I don't think that was me. Well, I was. It was gonna be me because I dressed up like Michael Jackson, and well, my wife told me not to do the moonwalk. That blah 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 blah. Okay, you keep messing yourself up when you keep trying to re-explain yourself. So let it go. Now, my belief is this: in terms of should the governor give up his position? Now he says he's not, and. 57% of the Democrats say that he shouldn't. 58% of the black folks that have been polled or African-Americans that have been polled say that, no, they don't think he should. So my take on it is this. Let's take a look at the fact that he wore the blackface. Okay, it's a bad idea, but it was a costume, okay? Um, now, what has he done with his life since that time? Has he been a public servant for all of Virginia? Or has he just been a public servant for white folks in Virginia? Has he led a discriminatory free career? If he has, then just chalk it up as a stupid thing that stupid people do at stupid times in their stupid life. Then let it go with that. Okay? If he has been a man of all the people in Virginia since that time in college and he has worked to right wrongs and stand up for justice for all Virginians, I don't see a problem with him being there. That blackface doesn't bother me at all, you know, but I don't know him. So the folks in Virginia know him better than I do. And if you find him to be someone who is, um, upstanding and has been supportive of the communities both black and white and anybody else if he's been a fair person then you can't call him a racist you can just say he just made a stupid decision and probably under the influence of alcohol he had a right intention because he's a big michael jackson fan he was a big michael jackson fan and he says he still is and so he decided he wanted to dress up like his idol and that's what he did he just put on a little more makeup than he needed to put on, and he happened to be standing beside the wrong person. But from that standpoint, just that alone, no, it's not worth him giving up his job. I don't really think so. Now, when you move to the lieutenant governor, the lieutenant governor is a black guy facing sexual scandals. Two chicks from his college days said that he molested them. Well, one said he molested her, and the other one said he raped her. Now, here's something that's really fascinating about that. The one lady who says that he molested her and forced her to have oral sex with him or engage in oral sex on him uh, said she didn't want to do it, but then she did. There are a couple things that can happen when somebody is forcing you to let them put their penis in your mouth. One thing is called the bite, okay? I don't care who it is. I don't care how big he is. You bite his penis and you're going to get some screams and they ain't going to be screams for joy. Okay. And he won't have, he won't have, I mean, it sounds like he would have the, the tenacity, the nerve, the strength to punch you in the head. But let me explain something to you about, you know, a penis. Cause I got one. I don't. Okay. So anyway, you bite down on it. And fortunately, mine hasn't been bitten on by anybody. But you bite down on it. I know how sensitive they are. Bite down on it, and the brother's going to freeze up. Okay? He's going to almost go catatonic. 
He may be screaming, but he ain't moving because he knows any movement whatsoever is going to increase the amount of that pain. So, girl, if you really didn't want to do it, you should have clamped down on it while you had it. Okay. Now, the other part that's really puzzling about that is the same lady who says this works in the same law office that represented the young lady who went up against Brett Kavanaugh. So since that event happened to you way back then, way back in your college days, and just 2018, you were working with the law firm that defended the young lady who had accusations against Brett Kavanaugh. How come you didn't come out and say, hey, excuse me, boss, I got one too. The lieutenant uh, governor over in Virginia did something to me like that. You didn't come up with it. You wait until now to come up with it. Now, I'm not saying that it didn't happen. I'm just questioning, again, the timing of it. Now, was there some money involved? I don't know. But if he did it and if it was wrong, I mean, come on, for real, you know, I, I ain't saying that you don't have crooked people doing stuff like that no matter what the color, what their color is. Black people can do stupid stuff too. You know, black people can do stupid stuff too. So I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm not taking his side simply because he's black. I'm just simply saying that some things don't line up. If you work for the law firm that just defended a young lady who had gone up against a person for the same type of conduct. Why weren't you speaking out then? Since you didn't speak out when it happened. Now, there's a second young lady who said that she raped, she, he raped her in college. You know, again, I, and I applaud the Lieutenant Governor for saying, for calling for a federal investigation. The FBI usually don't investigate stuff like this, but he called for it. He, he stepped up, stepped up real quick and called for it. And, you know, when you call for an investigation, that means you ain't got nothing to hide. So now these women have got to put forth some evidence, some proof that this happened to them at this guy's hand. I'm not saying that it didn't happen, but since you're accusing him, you need to prove that he did what you said he did. Okay, so with that being said, then here comes the attorney general in Virginia who decided he was going to get in front of his his stampeding horse. And he goes and he addressed, you know, the Virginia Black Caucus and talked to them and let them know, listen, hey, I did a brown face. I do a black face. I did a brown face when I was in high school. I'm just going to let you know that up front before somebody find it, drag it out and throw it in front of you and go like, oh, there he go. Now, so many people are calling for these people to be impeached since they refuse to resign. And it sounds to me like it's a little kind of crazy because the next person, the fourth person in line, is a Republican. So you look at the fourth, fifth, and sixth people that are in line are all Republicans who would take over the governor's seat, the lieutenant governor's seat, and the attorney general, which turns Richmond back into a Republican-controlled state as far as the executive branch is concerned. And so there's a little too coincidental stuff going on here 
that's not making a lot of sense. It looks like somebody is feeding somebody from a long-handled spoon and trying to hide in the bushes on what dirty stuff they're trying to do. So they're, they're pulling out all this woodwork stuff, these wolf rats, because they're trying to take over and unseat some, some Democrats. That's what it sounds like to me. You know, and usually there's money exchanging hands when this kind of stuff come out. So let's let the investigations happen. Uh, one of the things, though, that's really fascinating is that in the, in the impeachment plea and uh, the uh, bringing up the impeachment papers is that the impeachment law says that these guys, in order for them to be impeached, the acts that were committed have to have been done while they were serving in the capacity that they're currently in. So the lieutenant governor had to have raped and or molested these two ladies while he's the lieutenant governor, okay, which didn't happen. They happened when he was in college. And the governor, same thing, happened when he was in college. And uh, so they don't have a ground, have grounds for impeachment. So they had to relate to the job that they currently have, and they had to happen during their current tenure. So it's a lot of noise is what it is. And how about this? I, and For some strange reason, we can't stop going back to Big Baby. Big Baby has the nerve to send a, to, to tweet about the debacle going on in Virginia. I mean, come on. Of all people in the world who want to put their mouth in this, <laughs> this is the one person who ain't got no business saying anything about anything because there are currently about 15 or 16 lawsuits pending against him for sexual misconduct. And they were all before he became president. And yes, he's lied and said none of them happened. But yet, then on the other side of it, he's admitted to being a molester. We've heard him on tape talking about how women want you to do this. He didn't say they asked him to do it. He just says they want you to do it. They like it when celebrities do that to them. So you just grab them by the, and they love it when you do that. But you didn't ask them. And so many of them have rallied against you. And now you want to call them all liars, including the ones who you did it to, you admitted to doing it to. Now you want to say that line after you said that you did it? Come on, dude, really? This is a guy who lies when the truth will serve him better, or better yet, shutting up will serve him even better. But he can't. It ain't in him. He can't keep his mouth shut, okay? He has got to get into the foray. He's got to throw his bad news and bad noise out there. So he's going to get what's coming to him. But I'm really telling you, he needs to keep his mouth shut out of this Virginia thing, okay? Because it makes me ask one question. Which are you, the pot or the kettle? Because the pot has no room to call the kettle black, okay? So, you know, you since you aren't doing any work, you got plenty of time on your hands. You might want to start putting together a real legal team to fight some of these folks that you're going to need to fight off once your 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 uh your visit to the White House is over. Okay, big baby. So it's all kind of crazy. So just want to share with you if you got skeletons in your closet and you plan on running, you might want to go ahead and bury those bones deep. 
get rid of those bonds, okay? Go make some peace with the people that you have, have struck up uh, animosity with, you know? Or here's something that you could do that was done by a great politician, a very, very great politician who didn't have anything to tell. Write a book, do a biography, put your dirt out in advance before you start running. So that way when you do run and people dig up stuff, go like, oh yeah, I know about that already. He put that in his book. That's already out there. What else you got? You got anything fresh? You got anything new? He hasn't done anything lately? You're not gonna have it. So if you haven't done anything, go ahead, put your dirt out there now. Write your little book. It ain't gotta be a long book, but put all your heavy dirt out there that you think somebody's gonna bring you up on. Put it out there before somebody else put it out there because then all you're gonna be doing is defending it, okay? If you gotta wait for somebody else to put it out there, you're gonna be forever defending it. So you put it out. And that way when people call you up and start asking you questions about it, you can say, yeah, I did it. Um, Camilla, um, who is running for president, Kamala Harris, I'm sorry, I called her Camilla. You know how we get those those funny names. Kamala Harris was on a radio show, and um, she was asked a question: Have you ever I, I, have you ever smoked weed? Basically, is what they asked her, and she says, "Yes, I have, and I have, I did inhale." Okay, she put it out there. She just went on and said, "Yep, I have," because there's that there's that thing where somebody might come out and say something. Now I didn't listen to the radio show because I really don't care anything about the person who was interviewing her um but you know i think she's a, a a great person to interview i think she's a great person to run i think she is a person who cares about americans in general not just americans in particular so i don't fault her for running i think the time has come for a female to be president of the united states i think in fact we are past the time for a female to be president it's crazy that we can expect a woman to take on all types of other roles, but we don't want her to be the leader of the country. She can't do any worse than what we've already had. We've already had 45, I'm sorry, my bad. We've had 44 presidents and a decoy. A woman can't do worse than what we've had, okay? It can only improve. And I'm all in favor of something different, something new, something exciting because I believe this, you know, you get a woman in there and if Kim Jong Wong, Wing Wu Il, whatever his name is, starts acting crazy, there's not going to be a whole bunch of Twitter, Twitter going back and forth. She's going to drop a bomb or two. Okay. But I believe with having a female president, we will, we will finally get someone who is more level-headed, okay? And, and here's the thing that's really fascinating about having a female president. A woman is far more level-headed than a man is. One, they're more methodical, and, and, and it's, it's intentional. For men, being methodical is one of those things that we have to plan, we have to stop, and we have to think about it, and we have to go, mm, hold on. But for a female, no, it comes natural. You put something in front of her, she goes, hmm, let me think about this right off the bat. You know she's going to marinate on it first. 
before she executes anything. She is going to reach out to her resources and find out from her, her best people, what should we do in the situation? Inform me, where do we stand? What are my options? Before she does a knee-jerk reaction. That, ladies and gentlemen, is what we need. We need a female in simply because a woman, by nature, is more compassionate. Now, now, hey, hold on. Before you start nailing me to the cross, there are exceptions to absolutely every positive rule out there. But by and by, by at large, by the way, women are more compassionate, okay, generally speaking, they're more compassionate than men are. They're more methodical than men are. It doesn't mean that they can't be just as brutal because, <laughs> yeah, they can, okay? But they're more compassionate, so they're going to think about things before it goes in. They're going to they're gonna weigh how it affects people, how her decisions affect people, okay? Women are more nurturing. Whether they have children or not, they're more nurturing. So they're going to think about the well-being of the country. How is this going to benefit the country? Okay? Now, again, there are exceptions to the rule. But, by and large, I believe we would, we would fare far better under a female president, under a woman president, than we have under the past 44 presidents and a decoy. Okay? That's just me putting it out there. And, and here's the thing that, that, that I find fascinating about that. It doesn't matter what party she's affiliated with because for a woman, no matter how hard she may, you know, Republican women or Democratic women may struggle for their party. When you're the president of the United States, it really doesn't matter what party you're with. That's a lonely office. It's lonely at the top. Okay. It is. And you got to check the inside you before you start worrying about the outside you, which is your party affiliation. And these are things that people don't think about. All of the women that are out there fought against Hillary Clinton because of the Clintons, including Demo women who are Democrats. They didn't want them. It's just like all of the, the, the Democrats, you know, fought against, well, not all of them, so many Democrats fought against Barack Obama simply because he was black. And he still is. By the way, if you check Barack now, you'll notice that his hair is starting to turn back to black. Okay? So y'all really put something on the brother, had his hair turning gray while he was in for them eight years. Eight years, uh, big baby, eight years, which you won't get. But, you know, it's lonely at the top. Y'all didn't want Hillary in. Democrats and Republicans because women felt like they couldn't vote for Hillary. We weren't, we aren't ready for a female president. Well, we've had female school teachers forever. We've had mothers forever. Okay. We, we, we have women that are in the military. We have women firefighters. We have pol women police officers. You know, we have women in business. We have women who own their businesses. We have women who are in charge of Fortune 500 businesses. 
There is a female who is the president and CEO of General Motors. Now, I applaud that. I applaud that. I, I think it's great that, that there are people there because, again, you go to what people think and how people are. What's their nature? Okay? Again, there are exceptions to every rule. So think about it, folks, when you get ready to start your vote and when you start listening to politicians come your way and casting their stories, listen to them. Ask them personal questions, not deep personal questions like what color underwear you got on, but ask them questions about where do you go to church? Do you go to church? Who do you believe in? You know, what do you think about this issue or that issue? How would you deal with this? Look at something that's happening around your community, and when they come in and you get a chance to do a sit-down and talk to them or, or, or catch a question real quick, ask them something that's important to you. You know the general questions that they're going to they're gonna try to appeal to, but hit them, and I don't care who it is, who your politician is. Ask them the questions that are important to you, the things that affect you. Don't ask them national questions. Ask them personal questions that affect you in your hometown. That happen that affect you at your dinner table. Okay, what you gonna do about uh, us getting a better medical plan? Can you help me with getting my Direct TV fixed? You know, foolish stuff. This is the things that we need to be concerning ourselves with when we pick these people to run. <laughs> It's been real. It's been fun. It's been street news, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to be coming back for another episode real soon, coming to you. Uh, stick and stay, though, because uh, it's coming. We're bringing it. We're going to catch the topics as they come. We're going to relay them to you. Thank you for joining us on the Street News Network. We're going out now.